Welcome to Meet Your Maker, a show dedicated to bringing you the people that inspire us the most. I'm Joel Crawford, and today we bring you a fantastic children's author, Tracy Bloom. Welcome to another episode of Meet Your Maker. Uh, I'm Joel Crawford. I am going to be talking with a fantastic person uh, who once sat on the steps of a woodworking show and talked to Margot and myself for, I think, the better part of an hour. Uh, Tracy Bloom is a fantastic author of children's books, and she is here tonight to talk about an amazing book that she just co-wrote with uh, Jimmy Dresta. So it uh, should be a fun evening. Tracy, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. Yes. I uh, I got an advanced copy of your book. I uh, I enjoyed it very much. It's uh, it's very fun. I like the uh, actually I like almost everything about it. But uh, before we do that, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you got into. Because this isn't your, this isn't yet your day job. No. How did you get into, into to writing children's books? Yeah, so I've, I've written since I was a little kid, and I've just always loved writing. Um, I used to staple my pages together as a kid and create my own storybooks. You're your own publisher? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, um, you know, a while back, a friend of mine said, you know, these are kind of good. Maybe you should try to publish a book or something. And I submitted to a whole bunch of people. Um, and, you know, I got picked up by a publisher. It's just a small press at first. And then um, I just kept on going. And I just published book number 15, which is the one that you just saw. And I love it. That's kind of awesome. It's my passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually have a couple of your books in our house. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, a big fan. So you've been writing. How long have you been, how long have you been writing as a as a goal. I mean, I mean, obviously you, you write for fun, but, but you have, you want to, you, you are an author, you want to be a published author, author, and you're, you're on your path, right? Because right. it's not easy no. to get published. No, it's not. And actually, you know, I had a traditional publisher there for a little while and I just decided that I knew so much about self-publishing and um, wanted to take control of the process a little bit more and selecting who I would work with and what stories I would create. So I actually self-published um, the last handful of books that I did. And it's really it's really a cool process. I mean, I look at you guys and how you make things and you come up with ideas and create them from start to finish. And it's very well, similar. We, with we the steal book. them all, every <laughs> last one of them. Yeah, well, it's a it's a it's a neat process to you know take an idea and turn it into something material that you can share and that people will enjoy you know for a long time. Yeah. What 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 inspired you to make a book about making? Yeah, so I mean, obviously with with Zach <laughs> being around me twenty four seven and seeing Zach Herberholtz, yes. who is ZH Fabrication, is pretty well known to everybody around our community. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, seeing how he was inspired to start taking up his craft from watching Jimmy. You know, sure. I remember him watching him on YouTube and being like, look at this guy, check out what this guy does. And, uh, and then he started creating and I thought about this, you know, the ripple effect of how, you know, you makers, you all start 
one place and um, I wanted to create something that could resonate with children and would inspire children as well. And who better than to model that after than, you know, Zach and Jimmy. Sounds like a fantastic idea. Yeah. The, uh, so, so the book talks uh, kind of about like, like the intro is kind of, mm, I want to say, and correct me if, if you, so basically it's explaining why people make things. Yeah. Right? Like, like there's a difference between buying things and making them for yourself or even friends. Um, right. Is there, what are, because children's books oftentimes have the beautiful stories and the fun imagination that goes along with it. Is there a particular moral to a, to a story? Is there a particular, is there something that you're trying to, are you trying to build a better kid? Is that, <laughs> is that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's more, there are two goals in mind, and one was creating something that will be around long after you're gone. You know, this permanence of, of what you create and taking pride in your creations. And I see, you know, what you guys in this community make, and these are, you know, pieces of furniture or lighting or tools that are going to be around for a really long time, you know, long after us. And I wanted just to give a sense of um, permanence and accomplishment for kids to look at, you know, what they could do by creating and the joy that they can find in creating. So that was part of it. And I just wanted to inspire kids to, you know, take up some imagination and start creating and having some self-confidence in themselves, you know, because that's another big issue with kids these days is self-esteem. So I think when you find your trade and you find what it is that your passion is, um, then it just kind of evolves from there and you can find out who you are, really. I, I like that. I, I think it's important to um, to find something to geek out about, whether that's cars or building things or, a, a, you know, sewing or whatever it happens to be. Um, it's fun to find a passion in, in something or not. I just watched a guy on YouTube who literally spent like three months just building a paper folding machine that shot out airplanes at the end of the little conveyor belt. Like all it does is he's refined and tweaked a thing that makes paper airplanes in about a second and a half and then shoots it out the end. Like that's, I don't know who you are or what, (laughs) what your, what your group is that you belong to on that. Right. But that's pretty cool. Right. Like, like everybody has something to geek out about. And I know at least in, in, I think maybe these days it's a little bit more accepted, but I know when I was a, you know, kid and preteen and teen, um, we had a lot of expectations to like the same things we needed to like football and, right. you know, we needed race cars and wh- whatever else those things were. Um, would you think it's maybe a little bit more socially acceptable to be like the guy that goes to school with a, you know, Darth Vader lunchbox now and, you know, does those things that are a little bit more, I don't want to say a little left or right of center kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many ways where I guess kids are trying to find their identities nowadays. Sure. And, um, I think you'll see that too. I mean, a lot of the topics in my books are, you know, I, I want to say like books for a better tomorrow, like books that inspire a better world, a better place for everybody. And I think, you know, there's so many kids out there that struggle with bullying, that struggle with identity, that struggle with, you know, body image, all this stuff. 
And I think that, you know, something like this, if you introduce this concept to your kids at an early age and you teach them to, you know, not be the average kid, you don't have to be a football player, you don't have to play video games, you can take up a trade, you can, you know, find yourself sure. in a different way. I think that's, you know, that's part of the goal with it, you know, and you'll see different themes in the book, like a plastic bat breaks, you know, things that are not to say cheaply made, but, you know, things right. that are manufactured in mass production. Um, so kind of giving some some thought to, you know, what we're, what I'm encouraging kids to make and, and the goal of the book. It's not, um, it's not easy being a kid and having, of course, all the expectations that we hoist on kids, yeah. right? They gotta, they gotta do the life thing and we gotta prepare them for it. And, and I think at some point, uh, as a parent, I think I kind of gave up a little bit on all those normal expectations. And I think I boiled it down to, I don't care if my kid wants to be a ditch digger the rest of his life, as long as it makes him happy. And I don't know, <laughs> I know there are a lot of people that are like, no, you gotta like, <laughs> like set him up for success. And, I, and I'm all for that, don't get me wrong. But I think, I think we're at a slight point now that I think people are realizing happiness comes in a lot of different forms. Right. And maybe it isn't the nine to five, maybe it isn't the college, maybe it isn't even, maybe it is college, you know, where the pathway is for, for kids. Um, but I can tell you almost 110% of the time, if you find something that they're interested in, um, model making, you know, uh, RC racing, whatever it is, that thing that, that makes them kind of geek out in it, Star Wars culture sci-fi movies, whatever the thing is, they will be happier people because they have that thing. And, and I know making's a big part of a lot of, uh, a lot of the people that we hang out with, obviously. Yeah. Um, but also their kids get into things. Um, there are a lot of makers and content creators that bring their kids into the shop and show them off to the world. And I think it's fantastic. So, so writing a book, that's that's around that drive, that that thing that you can do, and it involves making and it involves kids. It's right up my alley. Love thank it. You. Yeah, thank you very much. Pick some pieces throughout the story, obviously, because I wanted to use you know Jimmy as the main topic and kind of right. cartoon <laughs> cartoonize. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, uh, characterize maybe. Characterize. I, no, I don't animate, know. Animate. Turn him into a character. Animate. Yeah. Um, you got the glasses down. <laughs> There were a couple of things I had to go back to the illustrator a few times, like, no, add eyebrows. No, add, add this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, I tried to pick out um, things that he did throughout his life, too, like different projects, um, you know, things he's so built. So did you sit down with Jimmy and kind of interview him and, and talk a little bit about his, his growing up as a, as, a, as, a, as a boyhood maker? Um, so it was mainly just kind of a back and forth, um, with, he sent me a lot of pictures from his childhood so I could see what he looked like as a kid. Um, we talked about, you know, he had a a dog as a kid and different things that he built, like the go-kart that you'll see throughout the book. So build a go-kart as a kid. And I wanted to capture some of those things that, you know, he had a self of pride and accomplishment, accomplishment with, (laughs) 
you know, things that he built that he really enjoyed and took a lot of pride in. So like the canoe, the teepee and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was a really cool process for sure. Like getting to learn about someone who, you know, that's their life, that's their passion. And then turning it into a storybook that can inspire kids to kind of do the same. Well, I, I enjoyed um, reading the book and it was, I'll tell you what, I have read books for, for the podcast um, as we interview people. Um, frankly, 30 pages is fantastic, by the way. That's just the perfect length. I so, agree. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about some of your other books that you've been working on. Do you have anything else in the works? Yes. So, um, one of my, I don't know if I brought one in here, obviously we're not on video, but there's this one here, which is an anti-bullying yes. book. And so yeah. it's about a bull who's mean. And every time he's mean, his horns grow longer. So um, that book actually uh, helped me, I guess, become in, in touch with um, this company out of Florida called the Inspire Project. And they do like large classroom, virtual classrooms for children all over the world. So this coming May, I'm going to be doing this. I guess it's called a 50-50 equality speech to thousands of kids. So nice. they have like a classroom setting and they have different speakers come in and talk about what it's like to be an author, why bullying is important in today's society and why these projects and these books can make a difference. So there's that. And then I'm also working on a book about cleaning up the ocean um, that should be done by the end of May. And I'm going to be putting that in front of some environmental groups and hoping to get that in some of the aquariums and you know, we're in Florida, so <laughs> places sure. down here that, that can help, you know, share ocean awareness and environmental protection. I think that's fine. Anytime that you have a passion and you want to, you want to, uh, evangelize it, uh, and certainly, um, I was not the skinniest kid in school. So it's, uh, it's completely possible that I had my fair share and maybe a little bit extra of bullying. Hmm. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you what, when, when you can talk about those things, when you can bring them up into conversation, when you make things a part of the world, um, where, uh, you don't have to feel shame, uh, that's always a plus because right. it, the more you talk about it, the less, um, the less easy it is to do. Right. So the, the same idea is if you, if you turn on the light, um, it's, it's a lot easier to, uh, to expose the things that are happening. It makes it less comfortable for people that, that do it yeah. to continue to do it. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I do a lot of school visits. So I usually do, you know, book fairs or school visits and I'll go in and read a book. Usually it's the bully book. Um, and then just talk to the kids about being an author. And a lot of the questions I've been getting recently are about rejection. And so kids sure. are just fascinated by the fact that that I've been rejected by you know by publishers or by you know the big box chain stores or whatever but I think there's so many important topics that if you just open the door to talk about them with kids I mean it puts it out there and and allows you know people to actually address the issues instead of you know kind of bottling them up or by the way I have a weird philosophy on rejection and failure I actually like it and, and, um, and bear with me. I know that sounds masochistic, but 
there is nothing sweeter when on the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, something actually works. That's like, true. Like, like it's, it's like all that lead up and failure and disappointment that you've had. And then finally something goes right and works into it. Um, it makes it so much better. If you do something and it just automatically works out of the gate and sometimes you get really good at what you do, then you think, ah, okay, well, right. that's nice. But if, if you're just scrambling to get things, I feel like it every time I work on a car because I'm not a mechanic and, and what I do in my life doesn't really revolve around the mechanics of a car, but I'll work on them because I enjoy having a car. Uh, so I'm not particularly great at it. So when I get to the point where I've tried everything I can and I try that last thing and then all of a sudden, boom, it starts up <laughs> and everything's working. I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a little happy dance moment Yeah. here, here at the Crawford house. Right. So, I mean, I have, you know, decade plus of sales experience and so I'm used to repetitive nose. Nose. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the seventh yeah. time you get the yes or, you know, it's just. Yeah. There's, it takes a certain amount of personality that you. You have to be comfortable with the nose. Like oh, there's, yeah. and, and I think maybe even sales, because I've done sales. I think, I think that's a great teacher of that because if, if, if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. So yeah, the rejection part's kind of a, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, to bring it full circle, it's like all these different life lessons that I think kids need to maybe be more exposed to. I mean, there's some kids where you come across them and you're like, you don't know how to throw a Frisbee or, you know, like we've come across kids that they just play video games all day. And it's like, that can't be your identity. I mean, video games are cool, but. It's, it's very tough these days because it makes for parenting, at least it makes it very easy to, to, to have the kids sit down, hand them your phone or tablet and let them do their thing. I guess, and I'm not going to preach on this, but I guess the only problem is that's not the real world. That's an image of somewhere in the real world, right. or maybe it's not, but it's not them actually doing that thing. I yeah. drives me nuts when my son watches other kids open toys and I'm like, well, son, you don't play with the toys you have. Have you thought about those? So right. that's my, that's my father rant right there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, it's, it's a guy. I can't be the only one though. No, I can't, I can't be. No. And I mean, and that's kind of why I just, I thought. If I make a book for kids, like at a young age, to teach them to start making things, then maybe it'll lead to change for, you know, for when they're growing up and how they see the world or, you know, their self-identity a little bit better. Awesome. I love the book. I think it's amazing. We are going to put the book up in our store. Oh, cool. And you're ordering hard copies, right? Yes. I ordered 60 copies. Good. Can we have some for the store? Yes. Can you sign them for us? Maybe. Yeah, I okay. can. <laughs> Excellent. So if you would like, we're going to put them up in the store. Uh, if you would like your own personalized, not personalized, but signed copy uh, of it, then you can check out at the store and uh, we're going to get you a, a copy as soon as they drop. That will be amazing. And uh, again, uh, thanks to Jimmy, who, who wasn't here, uh, for helping you collaborate. Yeah. Because, oh, and real quick, tell me about tell me about the illustration because the book is amazingly illustrated. Oh yeah, these um, I've worked with this artist a few different times, and they're just it's a it's a store, not a store, but like it's a 
an artist studio. Sure. And so they have about five people that work in the studio. And um, I usually just write down what I envision for every page. And then, you know, they sketch it up in black and white. They send it back to me. I said, yeah, maybe add this or, you know, add eyebrows or whatever. And then um, send it back to them and they add color and then they add words. And a couple months later, you have a book. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really well done. I was I was impressed. I like there there's some attention to detail to things that I'm sure that you added in. Um, yeah. Also, I noticed that there's a TP in there, which yep. is <laughs> is very funny. But uh, but yeah, the the book is uh, I make uh, Tracy Bloom, and it's available on Amazon right now. And if you want to get a signed copy, go over to maybe I said too much dot com. We'll have it in the swag store. And uh, you can get some ink on that amazing book. And uh, Tracy, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you made this. I'm glad you're interested in making it. I'm glad you you uh, gave us a, a little conduit for the younger generation to, to understand a little bit of this and the, and the passions that it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have a fantastic night. And uh, on to our regular scheduled program, you will hear from me and the other boys Uh, later this week on Maybe I've Said Too Much, and uh, thank you for your time.